Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are Two Average Guys. Um, coming at you here, uh, probably our last show of the year. I don't anticipate us doing another one um, after the championship game. Yeah, you um, need to. Yeah, season's over and, and championship game. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the college football playoff here today, which you know we, we try to talk about um, every year when we can. And um, I feel like we're kind of on a repeat over the last few years of who's in and who's playing, but um, right. <clears throat> you know, more than anything, really wanted to come in and just get one last show in for the year and, and thank everybody as well. So we'll do some of that at the end of the show. For sure. Uh, spring game. That's right, Ross. Yeah. Spring and we'll talk a little bit about next season because next season is going to be kind of interesting um, considering we don't really know what's going to happen yet. Yeah. Um, so first of all, let's, let's talk about the Huskers and some of the good news we had yesterday. Jimmy, what, yeah. what good news did we get um, yesterday? I don't know that I know how to pronounce his name, um, but we had a four-star recruit out of Hawaii commit and the Army All-American game that didn't happen. It looked like he committed on a beach, which looked pretty cool, <laughs> pretty sweet. Um, that's always good, linebacker, inside linebacker. Yep. But obviously the bigger news of the day is our favorite, JoJo Doman is coming back. JoJo's coming back. And... Um, yeah, I mean, that – I'm not sure. Like, I, I know we talked about it as far as who maybe has the highest draft stock on the defense since our defense has the most seniors. And we talked about Doan probably having the best shot at getting drafted and especially, you know, earlier, earlier in the draft than the more than anybody else. But um, you know, we, we know Hymas is going. Um, we know that Boodle's going. Uh, we know that Jack Stoll is going. And then we know Colin Miller's done due to medical reasons, which I think we all kind of anticipated uh, once he got hurt. And, and then, then Bo Wilson's, Bo Wilson's transfer. transfer. So, um, you know, and, and thanks, Bo Wilson. I mean, he, he had a good, you know, few years with the Husk and um, he's a grad transfer. He's going to transfer out and get one more year somewhere else and uh, wish him the best of luck. I think, you know, he kind of saw uh, the future and, and he wasn't going to be a part of that line. Um, so. Yeah. Um, and same with Keem uh, Green. Yep, Keem Green transferred he, uh, out. And I don't know what year he was. So I, I'm not, not entirely sure, but you can just see the right on the wall there. <clears throat> he only played like four snaps and combined in the last four games. Okay. So, um but yeah, no, I was extremely shocked. I mean, even they had those pictures of Doman in midfield. That was Cade Warner. Though. Oh, that's right. We talked yeah, about that. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, I think JoJo's a guy that wants his stock even higher. Um, I think him. Here's who I think is going to come back out of our defensive guys. Um, I don't know that Stilly comes back, and I don't know if that's a huge hit to us if he doesn't come back. Yeah. Um, but I, I could see him going either way. Um, I of course, we'd love to have him back. I, I could see him going either way. I'd probably like to have him back. He got he was one of the few guys that actually got pressure on the quarterback and got you know in there and got a few sacks and yeah. stuff like that. But um, just depth-wise, it'd be nice to have Yeah, him back. exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Um, Honus. Honus is kind of a 50-50 guy kind of with uh, with JoJo. I, I'm not really sure which way he'll come. I mean, I would have thought JoJo would have gone – at least yeah. higher in the draft than than Honus. But. Yeah, I, I think Honus. I think Honus stays. Um, Which would be good. Dismuke. I, I think Dismuke has the talent, the drive, the physical fitness of someone who's going to be successful in the NFL. But I don't think he's done enough yet for him to be drafted. I think he's got to play. I think he's got to play one more year. 
Well, and the fact that some of these guys are coming out and saying it and others haven't. I mean, that's kind of a little bit of writing on the wall of who you think yeah. is going to come back. And they have until the 18th to declare. Oh, is that it? Yep, okay. until the 18th to declare. So I, well, I think... Georgia would have been about the last one I would have thought that came back. So. Yeah, but I think Honus, I think Dismuke, I think they both come back. Deontay Williams, I do think he comes back, and the only reason why, again, another guy I think is NFL talent. I think he comes back because he missed a full year the year before. He got hurt in our very first yeah, game in really. 2019. I think he comes back just to, to get sure. more get more draft stock. Yeah. And I think he's got, especially with the strides our defense made last year or this this season compared to the last two years. Again, you know, you can see some of it was a little bit of stride, some of it was a lot of stride. But if you watch the games. Our defense kept us in every single game except for Ohio State and Illinois. And those were just no way, nothing was working on either side of the ball, really. So, And JoJo's video was amazing, by the way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, it, it was good. I think uh, I think a couple more of these guys are going to stay. I agree with you on that. Yeah, so I think Deontay Williams comes back. Um, Adam says he's ready for spring game now. Uh, Ross says, like, the direction our defense is headed. Our de- defense coordinator has shown he can adapt to the Big Ten, which really cracks me up because if you look on any message boards, any social media, a lot of people are talking about coaching changes. The very first pe- person they mention is Chins. He's not the guy that needs to go. I mean, he's the guy that's having the success and showing improvement um, on his overall defense, and we're seeing on the defensive line. Um, we still have to get pressure with our with our defensive line. Again, at 3-4, we got to be a little bit more creative, and I think we saw some of that second half of the season. Um, you're going to have Garrett Nelson. You're going to see more of uh, Hickman or Heinrich. You're going to see um, a lot of these guys that we saw this year get more playing time next year. And with the success we had this year, again, I'm looking forward to it. I think we – and came Taylor Britt. Yeah, hopefully. I, I think he's coming back. I, I just – again. So People on, online <coughs> don't agree, but I, – I don't think – again – He had a good year. What – what uh, kind of a year it was he yeah. did have a good year but, but look uh, where it was the previous two years yeah. i mean he really wasn't the guy that we saw this year um and he had guys in front of him playing so uh, lamar jackson aaron williams and you know right. he, he had other guys that were around that were playing in front of him so i think i think he built some stock this year but i think he's got to come back be to, good. to get better it would definitely be good if he came back absolutely um ryan nobody cares about the packers um Mark says special teams needs to focus. So, absolutely. So, special teams, uh, I mean, I think everybody knows and saw this year that that's our biggest downfall, besides our field goal kicking. Yeah, that was great. So, what do we need to do on special teams? What do we need I to mean, focus on? I mean, we hired on? a special teams coordinator, I mean, coordinator, and we've, I mean, they were better, but, I mean, fumble on, and it was Cam Taylor Britt, but he fumble on a punt return against Iowa that probably cost the game. Yep. Um, just punt coverage was terrible. And we've talked about it a hundred times before. Kick off well, kickoff and kick return. Mm-hmm. Just take the ball to twenty five every time and we never stop them behind the twenty five. No. So it's Well, I mean we don't we don't kick the ball to the end zone. So we don't have somebody that has either don't doesn't have the leg to get it there or we're not teaching them to kick it to the end zone and that I, I don't know. I watched I watched a lot of games recently and and I'm not seeing that happen in these other call in well, the other football games. And I'm not sure if they're giving walk-on guys a chance on there on those special teams, or if they have starters that are on there one way or the other. I mean, 
give the walk if if it's started starting players that are on the special teams and they're not performing very well on special teams, give somebody else a chance. You get it figured out because right now, um, like you said, kick return, Alante Brown. I mean, I know the kid the kids got speed, right. you know, first year guy, but you know if if you're catching the ball at the goal line, don't run it out unless you know for sure you're going to get it to the twenty five or further. Don't run it out because I don't think yeah. we ever got it past the twenty yard line when we ran the ball out. Yeah, I don't think we did. I and mean, aside from maybe a short kick, <laughs> maybe you know. Yeah, and so I, I think we need to definitely improve special teams on on all all parts of special teams needs improvement. We need a punter. Holy yeah. hell, we need a punter. Well, and we needed a kicker for the last few years. We finally got that, but yeah, we hey, need somebody that can flip the field. If you anybody listening, if you are in high school or if you know somebody that plays football in high school and they're not someone who starts have them start to practice punting make that yeah. their specialty because we need a punter and work on it i mean we we gotta have somebody that can punt the ball well I more know. more than an average of 35 i yards. can't remember which game it was somebody had like an eight yard punt and it was the backup punter because for whatever reason four yards whatever it was. yeah four it was, yards it was horrible. i think it was georgia punter yeah yeah i don't know but but we, we we have to have that I think as one of our biggest focuses. Um, I, I would put that as number one. Yeah. Because that true. you're looking at field position, and you get a punt that only goes you know thirty yards, and our or even if it goes forty yards, but we're giving them a twenty five yard kick return. It's a net average of fifteen yards. Right. That doesn't do anything for you. So we have to have right. somebody kick it away from the guy. Why do we always kick it to well, the guy too? I mean, uh, Alex Henry, Brett Maher, these guys were. The- they were punting and having the ball go either out of bounds or bounce out of bounds inside the 10, 20-yard line yep. just about every time. We need somebody like that. Yeah, but, and we need somebody that's going to coach them to do that too. And um, to me, again, never played. I wasn't on a spot. Definitely, definitely never Not picked. a coach, not a kicker, but it seemed to me, <laughs> to me it seems like common sense. I don't know. But hopefully we can figure that out because I, I think mean, that's, that, that's a field position game. We could give a scholarship to a punter. No yeah, one says you can't. That, that's a field position game that we have not been able to figure out the last few years, and that's frustrating. Yeah, um, we need to. I know you yeah. said number one special teams. We need to figure out either depth chart or what, whatever you want to do as far as running backs and wide receivers go. Mm-hmm. We've got to be better. Yep. So so real quick, Mark, Mark says that he mentioned special teams needs to focus. And we lost to Iowa, we lost to Minnesota because of field position. A- absolutely. I yeah. mean, we saw flip fields in both games and never in our favor. Uh, we have to be – Probably even Northwestern too. Yeah, and, and so we got to figure those things out. Um, so talking about, yeah, depth chart, wide receivers, running backs. Um, yeah, we definitely have to figure it out. Let's, I mean, we're not losing any – I mean, you said stole tight end, but we got plenty of guys there. The yeah. Allen and Stoney coming in, that position I'm not too worried about. But well, and isn't um, Vokalek? He's a he was a was he a grad transfer? I'm not entirely sure on that one. I have to. But I, I think I think he's got another year of eligibility because of this year. So he, he was either a grad transfer or he's a senior. But right. either way, I mean, I wouldn't mind having him back either. You can never have too many tight ends, if you ask me. Uh, I think he brings he brings a different type of skill set that Allen and Fedoni aren't going to bring. So um, again, you got three tight ends that you can use. Let's use him. He's a big dude too. And I mean, if we have to. Fedoni out, split out wide, whatever, mm-hmm. more kind of like a receiver, that might have to be an option. I yep. mean, if I've seen seen Tate. He's a man among boys. If we, if we can get yes. him out there, we need to get him out there. Yep. So let's look at um, – you mentioned wide receivers. So um, 
again, we're kind of thin going yeah. into the next year still. Uh, Levi Falk, a grad transfer, um, he potentially, I don't know if he's coming back. Who knows? Uh, all of Mar- Oliver Martin showed a lot of promise in the few games that he played. Um, I think, you know, again, he's he's a redshirt junior transfer, so he maybe has two more years with us. Um, again, I, I think good possibility there to see a lot of playing time. Um, Chris Hickman um, saw a little bit of the field. Jamie Nance, who we barely saw. Um, Cade Warner, Xavier Betts, Omar Manning. Obviously, Betts, if he takes another step forward – he was pretty good this year when when you got yeah. in there. So um, he's going to be somebody that's have to. It's going to have to be pretty big. Um, I mean, when you name him off, I mean, it sounds like we've got you know a decent room there, but well, aren't, aren't seeing it. No, and when it comes to the passing game and the run game, Frost and his staff have mentioned more than once the importance of blocking. With the wide receivers, right? You gotta learn the fundamentals. You gotta learn how to block on the outside for your wide receivers, for your running backs. And a lot of people thought that was just complete crap. They didn't like it, and they're like, "No, no, you need to be able to catch the ball. We need a deep threat. Let's start small with some of these guys because if they're not a deep threat, they have to learn how to block, right? That's because true. the run game opens up the pass game and yeah. vice versa. I mean, we do need a deep threat. I'm not gonna lie there. But well, yeah, um, I haven't had one since Stanley Morgan. Yeah, so. but we have. We've we saw some of it this past year with the with the blocking from our, our wide receivers. If you watch a lot of these games, watch the NFL. If you watch the NFL and how these receivers block downfield, I mean it's incredible. I mean yeah, you you yeah. have you have a uh, maybe even one guy blocking and one guy catching the ball, and that one guy it's it's a one on one situation at that point. And if the receiver is good enough, they're gonna push that re- that cornerback uh, into the other defender to try to open up that lane. And you see it, see it you see in college football too, and yeah. and we've seen it with the Huskers. We've seen it happen before, and I think that is going to be very important moving forward. Is these kids coming in, these younger guys like Jamie Nance and Hickman, man? If you you better be working on blocking. I know they're working on blocking all the time because that's going to sure. open up more lanes for them. It's going to open up our run game with our running back room. So yeah, yeah. But Bet, you mentioned bets too. One thing with bets, and my brother and I talked about it, is his speed. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how fast he is yet. I really don't. That Penn State, he he looked like he was barely moving. But I also know he's kind of tall. Yeah, um, he's like six. He's six four. <laughs> but I, I would like to see him be a little less hesitant as well when he gets the ball. I saw some of that with yeah. some of the plays we did with him. Uh, he got the ball. I said, like, okay, what do I do next? And and how fast do I go? Do I wait for blocks or do I just go? Um, right. So I think that's some of the things that they'll probably work with him in the offseason. But Xavier Betts is going to be a threat. I think he's going to be a for major sure. threat for, for us. Sure. Um, and, again, Cade Warner, we all love Cade Warner. Uh, we know that he didn't have a great year this last year. Um, hopefully we see more from him um, coming up in his senior year. Yeah, I mean, I like the kid. I just didn't get a whole lot out of him this year. So. Yep. Uh, Mark likes the idea of using more tight end sets. Again, you know, if we have three or four tight ends, um, yep. there's so many things you can do Especially with your tight ends. Especially when you have Austin Allen. It's six, six eight. eight. I think Volk likes six six or six, six seven. seven. We have some, we have some of the bigger tight ends in the league. I think so Spadoni's six five, something like that. Yeah, but he's a beast among among yeah. children. So um, excited for him to come on board. Um, you mentioned running backs. So Diedrich Mills, we didn't talk about him yet. I but think I he's I think he's gone. I think he's gone too. Unfortunately, I'd like to <coughs> have him stay. But mm. and he's probably somebody that I don't see getting drafted, but he gets signed on with somebody and maybe earns himself a spot. It's just 
I, I think he would need one more year yeah. to get drafted. But I don't think he's coming back. But we'll see. I, I think part of it, too, maybe just injuries. Um, yeah. You know, he had some injuries last year. He was dinged up this year. Right. And that's probably why he is gone if he yeah. thinks he's got a shot. It, it kind of makes you think of uh, Ziggy. Um, you know, right. Zigbo was solid, but really we got one good year out of him. One really good year out of him. And he um, should have gotten drafted. And he should have. But he's seen playing time with the Jags yeah, now. Um, and that's and I, I kind of think of Mills. Jags are about to get Trevor Lawrence and maybe Urban Meyer. Yeah, we'll which, see. whatever, I, I can care less what they do. <laughs> um, <coughs> Ross says we have no excuse next year for our offense being a flop. 100% agree. We'll talk about running backs here in a second. Dalton says if there's one thing you can remove um, from the team that would make it better. So if there's one thing you could remove from the team and make it better, hmm. what would it be and why? Um, That's a good question, Dalton. One thing we could remove. I, I would say mental mistakes, mental errors, and that with with that comes penalties. Yeah. Um, that's a good that's a good answer for that. That that would be mine because we have so many costly, stupid penalties on good penalties. drives. And and whether you agree with the call or not with what the ref is making, the fact that there's even a, a potential for that to be a penalty, like a holding ten yards behind the run. Why are we holding on to our guy still? Yeah. Um, we know some of those have been pancakes, but, again, if the guy's way past the hole and you're way behind the play, there's no reason to even be by that guy. Shove him down, do what you got to do, throw him out of the way. Um, the false starts, we saw quite a quite few a of those few. this year. Um, not so many of those defensive, no, dumb like, defensive mistakes. Not, we not didn't a see a lot of PIs. Not a lot of PIs at all. Not a lot of defensive holdings. No. Um we obviously we we know the the head to head contact we saw a no, few of those really but sides. That, that was about it target yeah. was targeting and maybe clean that up a little bit we don't need guys yeah. jumping at people with their heads yeah and we did see uh, some of that from guys especially dismute uh, needs to get better at that but um, but I'd say that's the one thing on offense if we clean up those penalties on offense yeah that's what kills us. Uh, some of those drives and some of those games, really, I mean, you look at the Iowa game, there was a couple very costly penalties there. We happened to convert that third and 23 to Allen, but Which, um, how many times did we convert a not, third and long? Not, so, not very many. Um, in, in an offense like this, and it was like this and it was like this in the Cowboys game today, mm-hmm. when you have a quarterback like Dalton, who is not, not the greatest, you have to stay on schedule. You can't go first and 20. Yeah, or second and twenty, because then you know you're not going anywhere with it. Especially if you're going to be running the ball quite a bit. Yeah, or you're going to do short plays because we didn't have very many deep plays this year. Nope. So, no, hundred percent agree. So that that would be mine is our offensive ment- mentality and mental mistakes that cost us yardage and cost us moving the ball downfield. Those are the things I really would want to completely remove from the team. It's not going to go away, but there's no reason why we should not be so much better than what we right. were this year and last year and the year before. We, we have to see growth there. Yeah. And that, that's that's mental. And we've been penalized quite a bit over the last few years. Yes. So. And that and let me get this straight. That's not culture. That has nothing to do with the culture within the program. That's a mentality by that individual player. Yeah. They know the play call. They know the snap count. They know when to move. If they're moving early, that's on them. That's not on coaching. Yeah. But it is the coach's job also to continue to improve them and work on them to get over those mental mistakes. Here's what you did wrong. What happened? How can we make? How can we improve this? If we can't, we gotta get someone else in there for you. You know, there was. Um, you know, obviously we're losing Hymas um, and Wilson, but he wasn't necessarily a starter. But um, a lot of the offensive line coming back, um, and Corcoran. 
stepping into that Hymas role, I think is going to be good. There's something I was listening to Matt Verzal the other day. Who's I really like to listen to him, but he was talking about how you can't teach like chippy, nasty, hmm. and that kind of seemed, he had a play in oh. the game against oh, Rutgers yeah. that he it was he destroyed he destroyed some, he destroyed some and games. That's what we need. I mean, obviously you don't want penalties all the time, but we need you need that. I yeah, mean, that's I'm I'm excited about it. No, absolutely. I, I think I think that was a big thing. Um, was definitely getting him in the game in that last game, and I think that that was big for him. Um, so let's see. So let's see. Running backs. Let's talk about running yeah, backs a little bit. Um, so like I said, I don't think Mills comes back. Um, Ronald Tompkins. Um, you know, is he going to be number one? Is he going to be number two behind Johnson? I don't know. I think those two are probably going to battle that for one and two. Um, Sevian Morrison Scott. and Marvin Scott. Yeah. I don't know if Marvin Scott's a number one. I think he's more. I think he's more of a specialized back. I think he got more playing time potentially because of Tompkins being hurt. Um, yeah. I don't know if Ramirez was hurt as well. I, again, we don't get to hear a lot about what's going on in the program, so they don't talk a lot about what's going. on. <laughs> so I don't which know is, if he was hurt. Which is fine, but it's also, you know. They love to talk about how great the the running back room is, and then and then we don't really get to see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what happens with the running backs. But again, we're deep. We we got plenty of running backs to use, and we got plenty of skill, plenty of speed. And what's the kid coming in? Gabe Irvin, kid in Georgia, running back. That sounds right. State championship had a touchdown or had a pretty big hundred yard game, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we and we got guys I mean, coming in. Three star kid, but. What I'm hearing is pretty good. Star, stars don't define the player either. So yeah, Amir Abdullah um, was a two-star running back. Yep, he scored today. Um, so our running back room, I'm not worried about. It, guys coming in, guys that are already here, I think we're good in running back. Um, talked about tight end, and we got Kurt Raftall, which we haven't talked about. We know he can play too at tight end. So um, we're set. We got four tight ends that are going to be pretty solid. Um, two let's tight see. end bucks. Yes, yeah. Irvin is the guy. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ross asked about what do you think of all the targeting calls and the the o- or the targeting call um, in the OSU Clemson game. Um, Again, I that I, was the Clemson linebacker, the, the Skalski, the one that you hate. He's kind of he's kind of a douche. Yeah, he um, he's a very he's um, good. He's good, but he's also kind of a cheap shot. Yeah, um, I don't think there was malicious intent in but that call. But, rule. Um, who was the NFL guy who actually had a season-ending injury and hasn't been able to return to football because of that exact same hit? He uh, this year? No, man, I can't remember what year it was, but he lowered his head. Same same exact thing like this. Head went into the guy's hip. Is that like the guy from Wisconsin? No, this oh. was the NFL guy. No, I know, but he had played for Wisconsin. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, but he ended up getting a uh, season-ending injury. He hasn't returned to football because of it, and he did something to his spine. I don't know if it was paralyzed or what. But those kind of – I mean, it, it was a dangerous hit from the way he lowered his head. Again, sucks. again people say, oh, Justin Hurts – or Jalen Fields. Justin Fields. Jalen Hurts. I'm missing, missing names here. You're uh, good. You're good. <laughs> uh, Justin Fields spun. And that's why he didn't hit him with his shoulder. But either way, his head was down. And looking at the rules analysts, uh, you know, Dean Blandino and the other guys, they talk about it. And it's it's not so much that the hit was with malicious intent. but It's the rule. It, 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 it is the rule. It happened to us four or five times yeah, this year. It, it is the rule. And it pissed me off. but Yeah, and the way that he went in with his head, that they got to protect him too. Yeah, Ryan Shazier, that's who it is. Thank you. Yes. Shazier. I, I told you. I, yep. I know what Thanks, I was Kyle. talking about. 
Um, but yeah, so I I don't whether you think it you know it was the right call or not. It, it was according to the, the rule. It sucks that it happened in a game like that to you know one of the biggest players. I mean, he was one of the ones that was out in that mm-hmm. first Notre Dame game when they got beaten double triple overtime whatever it was and that was a big factor because he was really good in the acc championship game yep the acc is zero and six in bowl games by the way they are um but yeah so i i don't think it was malicious uh, as much as i don't like the guy um i don't think he was going in there trying to hurt justin fields although he did but he also could have really hurt himself um so question here from kyle so question is you know why do so many husker football guys enter the transfer portal um you know I don't. Here's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. People think that it's just Nebraska. It's happening everywhere. Yes, there's a lot that we've had, but it's happening everywhere. We just hear about it here. Yeah. There's all kinds of guys that transfer that either play or maybe they don't play yeah. for some of these other schools. But the transfer portal, it's really kind of ruined college football. Yeah, well, I mean, well, they ruined it, but they made it easy. They made an easy way out for the kids that yep. do not either one don't have the work ethic, don't fit the culture, two or three. Maybe they're not good enough for the team, or they're not playing, and they think that they deserve a spot. Because guess what? We've talked about this before. When you're in high school, maybe you're coming out of high school, you're the best player in your high school, and maybe you're in your Florida. Guess what? There's thousands of high schools in Florida, but you're the best one at your school. You're being told by your coach. You're being told by these scouts. You're being told by the recruiters that, hey, we want you, we want you, we want you. Here's why we want you. You're going to get playing time. You're going to get playing time. That, that's not always the truth. That you're you, not always being told the truth. Well, not only that, but you also have to put the work in. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you can come in and play right away. It doesn't mean you're going to start. It, that means you have to come here and work hard. The thing, it, it, <coughs> I can understand it if a coach leaves or a coach gets fired or, you know, you commit to a school and then mm-hmm. the, the assistant coach that recruited you goes and takes a job somewhere else yep. or whatever, get, gets a, you know, a head coaching job or whatever. So I can understand that. Or, if, you know, guys like Tristan Jebbia and Patrick O'Brien that they get recruited by – um, Riley. Mike Riley, and then Frost comes in, and they don't fit the they don't fit the mold. So I get that, and they knew they, they knew they, they weren't going to start. But some of these guys that decommitted from Nebraska or that left Nebraska this year, they were playing, and Fleming's going to Maryland. Well, and so yeah, so Delancey's going to Tulsa. Uh, Fleming is going, going to Maryland. Maryland, and then that Terrence Lewis that committed to that was a strong, almost a strong commit to Nebraska, ended up going to Tennessee. Decommitted from Tennessee, put Tennessee and Maryland in his top schools, and he took Tennessee Maryland. out, and then said Maryland, Miami are my top schools. He chose Maryland yesterday. <laughs> That's because he's a buddy with uh, Fleming. Uh, him and him and Fleming are buddies. So I, again, like Ross says, I think they made it. And where uh, they made it too easy for guys. Um, what's the other kid? He went to. He's going to Florida State. Peyton. Yeah. Um, Patrick Peyton. Yeah, Peyton, and the, no. There's another guy that we lost. That, who was the guy that made a big deal out of his recruitment that left? Anyways, yeah, I, again. I'm I at, well, he was one oh, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. He had been committed forever. Yeah, but we I, knew I, he was going to I think we have a lot of a lot of guys that we've seen leave the, leave the program that's probably better for the program. I think most people, I mean, obviously Fleming led the team <laughs> against Northwestern in catches and yards, but most of the guys are guys that aren't, aren't going to play or they're not going to be 
too deep. Yeah. Well, and and they might be me guys too. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't want to put the work in. <coughs> <I'm> sorry. <coughs> you don't want to put the work right, in. Second, yeah. I know. You don't want to put the work in to get that number one spot. That's it, part of the problem. I mean, it's, yeah, I guess it's easier to go to a non-power five and play. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And there, there are a couple of rumors around um, Fleming as well. Of course, the social media was, was not a good thing. So social media was bad for him. He was on social media right before the Ohio State game on live, Instagram Live. He was live streaming from the locker room a lot, apparently, to people that follow him on Instagram. I also heard on Twitter, again, who knows if it's real or not, but there were more than one people, more than one person on Twitter that said they heard that he was stealing stuff from the locker room um, from other guys. So if you have that going on, plus I think he had an ego problem too is what it sounds like, um, you know, he's probably gone. Like Ross said, Fleming heard he had a huge ego, didn't want to put in the work in the weight room. So, again, there, there's a lot of rumors kind of flying around around the, about the guy. But um, I don't know. It just kind of sucks. Like back in the day, the, you know, those teams you can say back in the 90s, and that's what everybody always goes back to. But – I mean, you, you literally had to earn your spot. You couldn't just say, oh, well. I mean, and I know people are like, well, Frost, you know, transferred. He did. I mean, he did, but it was a coach thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I'm. And playing time. I mean, yeah. he, won, he won playing time. So they, they made it too easy for kids to get out of a situation where they're no longer happy. Um, it's one thing when you're no longer happy. It's another thing when you don't want to put in the work. It's another thing when you don't want to, uh, when you think you're going to be the starter, you're not the starter, and you want to kind of whine about it and just leave because of that, and you think you're better off. At our last show, I think there was, I think I mentioned our last show, somewhere between December 1st and like December 6th or 10th, there was 146 kids that entered the transfer portal in those six days. Right. From the 1st to the 6th. If you think about how many people are in the portal, where are, you, where are all these guys going to go? Right. I don't know why, especially if you're on scholarship. Yeah. I don't know why you would be. I mean, my parents probably wouldn't be yeah. like, hey, you're on scholarship, bud. Yeah. I mean, depending on what the situation was, maybe. But, yeah. it's uh, So, to answer the question, I mean, a lot of, uh, there's, obviously, there's a lot of people that do. Yeah. And we just hear about it more in Nebraska because. Well, and if you're on. If you follow any, any yeah. of the pages. Any Husker page or anything, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna hear about it. But. Well, and if you're on um, if you're on Twitter at all as well, and you follow any like the college football exactly. Twitter accounts, you're gonna see who's transferring and when and when they're into the portal, mm-hmm. portal or transferring, and it's it's insane, and it's gonna get worse between now and, and spring ball. You're gonna see a lot more guys transferring out, and um, you know, a thought that Kyle had was maybe you know in the NFL, you know, you can go from team to team in a short amount of time. You know, and maybe that's why some of these guys are doing it. I, I really don't think that's why. I think, again, I think it's just unhappiness or um, sometimes it is, it is a culture fit. Maybe they thought they were going to go in there and enjoy it, and maybe they just aren't. Maybe they want to go closer to home. We lost right. uh, we lost a guy um, out of California today. He's actually committed to UCLA. Um, he was a, a, almost a sure thing to Nebraska and kind of flipped last second this week to UCLA. Um, and, it's again, it's, it's close to home, and that's a lot of people are going to stay close to home too, so that's a tough I didn't see that, but if it's the kid that I'm thinking of, I'm Sevia, he was the last name. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I did not so, see that. Um, but as you just said, too, it's disappointing. As you just said, and Donnie says here, Gosh, the, the, the transfer portal is going to ruin college football. I think it already partly has. Between the portal, the college football playoff, 
Um, I think those are two big things, plus just the uh, the redshirt rule. I think those things together, the way they've made them so easy for these kids to get out of with the redshirt and the portal, I think it's just going to ruin the game, especially if you start throwing money at these kids. Yeah. If they're if the, this happen. this money thing starts to get uh, more and more leverage and starts to happen, yeah. you're going to see it happen more and more uh, throughout well, college football, and, and that that is going to absolutely destroy. It's already business. It's going to be more of a business. So, okay, kind of transitioning from that, do you think that the group of five should have their own college football playoff? I'll get to that in one second. Ross says uh, a, co- a power five school is going to it's going to be hard for them to go after these transfers in the transfer portal because of, for one, how big it is, and two, depending on why they transferred, you might question that loyalty and if they're going to stay. I, look, I mean, um, I know he's a grad transfer, but Patrick O'Brien, he's going to Washington. Yeah. I mean, how many places? I mean, I know it didn't work out. kind of sucks. You get recruited somewhere, and then yeah. they fire the coach. You go to Colorado State, and then you, now he's going to Washington. Yeah. And he's a grad transfer, and they had four, four, they had two four-stars transfer out. So he's he's probably going to get the starting job there uh, and, and maybe just be that mentor to the next next guy coming in. And he did okay at Colorado State. So, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're welcome, Kyle, for answering the question. Um, and, and as Ross says, too, you don't, don't see a lot of these guys hitting the portal and transferring to Power 5 schools. Um, you might see some four- and five-star guys hit the portal and get some of those Power 5 chances again, but a lot of times you don't. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, and then – I mean, and shoot, we've even had them come in. I mean, you're talking Oliver Martin. Yeah. He's a four-star commit to Michigan, transfers to Iowa, transfers to Nebraska. I mean – Yeah. Uh, you see it both ways. So. Yep. So again, I, I do think it's going to ruin the game. Um, and again, if if you want to start paying these kids, I think there, there's. I don't. Okay. I know we've talked about pay quite a bit, and uh, I'll flip over to your group five here in a second. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to paying the kids, I think there's got to be some structure to where stuff like if they want to do a mini camp, and someone wants to pay them to come and do a mini camp, a quarterback camp, and you want to pay Luke McCaffrey. 200 bucks to come do this camp. Hey, bring a couple friends. We'll pay we'll pay you all 100 bucks each. And you have a few guys, so, uh, a couple wide receivers, and you have a running back, a quarterback, and maybe a lineman. Maybe a center or something. I mean, like, I don't see any harm in that. If someone says, hey, I want you to come sign autographs, I think that's going to be a little bit more challenging only because you're going you're gonna to get the most popular guys on the team. They're going to be, gonna be the ones making the money. <coughs> right. Then you're, I mean, you're going to see kids want to be a, a quarterback, a running back, or a wide receiver as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, a corner who you might be the best corner in the country, but who wants to talk to a corner? And then it's gonna, I mean, unless you're, like, yeah. unless you're a big fan. And, and then it's going to screw up. Yeah, then it's going to screw up your college football landscape when it comes to who's getting what players, which we already see some of that now. And by God, don't tell me money's not being thrown out at these kids in the SEC, the and ACC, and Clemson. Has, um, I think it's getting worse, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, like Ross says, if they want to get paid, uh, paid to play, then no more scholarships. Um, and I think part of the, I think part of it is they're not getting paid to play; they're getting paid for stuff outside of actual playing on Saturdays. Well, but they got it, if they're going to do it, there's got to be something in there because we you, already know you can't take away their scholarships. Scholarships are like eighty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars potentially. Yeah. They're going to make. Hundred bucks a week doing signing autographs. Yeah. I mean, that's not gonna make up for a scholarship. Well, as we talked before, how many kids do you see in college football that maybe weren't gonna be able to go to this school or that school or would have no chance? So they go to South Dakota State. Yeah, 
or 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 Carolina. they or because they're a good football player, they get to go to the Alabamas or the Texas or the or Ohio right, yeah, State. They weren't going to go to college, but they weren't even going to be able to go to college. They couldn't afford it, or maybe they hell maybe they weren't smart enough to go to college. It's it's not uncommon to see that, and so. Um, I think we're seeing more and more of these these players and these these football players are getting more and more opportunities because of their skill set. Um, whether they're a lineman, whether they're a, um, a linebacker, a quarterback, a wide receiver, uh, they're getting opportunities because of the skill they have, uh, which is valuable. Um, and that's why so much money is made off of these kids in college football is because they are an entertainment value. Right. Um, it, just just it's my just, opinion on that. It's so, a tricky situation altogether. But. Yep. All right. All right. So, talk about the talk about the college football playoff here. Right, sorry, switching gears. No, we good. obviously have a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, and, and sorry. Yeah, Ross, I, I get it because you know they're they're getting a free education. That's a lot of kids. That's not their mindset. Their mindset is I'm playing football to go to the NFL. Exactly. Not I'm playing football to get an education. Exactly. I, I agree 100. percent Well, and look at guys like a Colin Miller. Who now is never going to play football again? Guess what? He's go- he's going to get his degree. He's going to graduate, and he's going to have to fall back on that degree. Yep. You see it happen with a lot of guys that don't make the NFL. You have to, and not saying that a degree is everything when it comes to your job, but it definitely helps if you want to be successful um, in a lot of job markets. So, um, right. so, yeah. so college football playoffs. obviously the college uh, football playoff because uh, I don't think we've done a show since they announced. Okay, nope. Um, we weren't shocked. We picked it. Exactly how yeah. it was. Um, I know Texas A&M was all butt hurt that they didn't get picked, but I mean, yeah, you got boat race no worse than Notre Dame did. To, right. and, <laughs> you know, I mean, they played a on conference championship weekend. They played a game just to play a game, yeah. just to try to look good. Yeah, didn't matter. It was a makeup game from a, you know one of the games that had gotten canceled earlier in the year. Yep. Um, obviously out of their control, but it is what it is. Um, really hoping that they would end up losing yesterday or is that yesterday yesterday yeah but whatever um but when this they started coming out with the rankings and they were reading them off and they said who five and six were which obviously they just show who number six is for drama and for you know whatever but i said it's gonna be oklahoma and it's oklahoma yep. and it's just like man cincinnati is that far a two away. loss oklahoma who lost to kansas state and iowa state they lost to Iowa State. Was it Iowa State lost to Kansas State? Did Oklahoma lose to K State as well? I think so. Either way, I mean they. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they shouldn't have been as high as they were. But again, you're creating drama. You're creating just something for people to talk about. I get it. But it's business. It that to me. If I'm a group of five team, I'm saying let's do our own thing here. Yeah. I mean. And, and you saw Cincinnati should have won. They should have beat Georgia. And I, people are going to say, oh, well, Georgia doesn't care. Just like when UCF was against Auburn and yeah. UCF beat them. And they said, well, Auburn didn't care. Well, I mean, okay, you can say what you want or guys opt yeah. out, whatever. But um, – Well, a lot of that game during – the commentary during the game was, you know, hey, you know, Georgia doesn't really have a motivating factor in this game. I heard that three or four times from the people commentating on the game. It was, it was ESPN. So ESPN is, is tied in with SEC, it's, ACC. It's, media, man. it's SEC, ACC Network. So 
they will build that up throughout the entire game. They did it with Auburn. Um, they did it with. Um, and I'm glad Northwestern beat them. Yeah, good. that was good. Um, I didn't really, I didn't watch uh, the whole Texas A&M game, so I'm not sure how much they mentioned it there. But it, it was mentioned so often. It's like, okay, like that's that's not really it. If they don't want to be there, like Florida, if you don't want to get your, if you don't want to get your ass whooped by Oklahoma. And you're going to say, well, it was our scout team. They did fine, and we had a lot of opt-outs. If that's your excuse, don't accept the bowl game. Right. <coughs> or uh, we, uh, we talked about this on the phone the other day. Don't, don't say that after the game. Yeah. Say, hey, we had a lot of guys that are freshmen, redshirt freshmen, sophomores, that don't get to play very much. And we put a lot of them on the field together today, and we got beat pretty bad. They played they got, well. It just wasn't good enough. They, they got – some experience under the belt against a really good team and hopefully they're better for it down the road but saying oh they beat our scout team that is just embarrassing dude look. if if my if my coach ever if i played football my coach and, and i played there, and my coach said that yeah hey our our last the last game for these guys in 2020 was 11 days ago yeah and our scout team did the best they could like yeah, i'd be like bad De- deuces mullen like yeah. what a dick thing to say I, and i'm not a fan of him and never have been anyways but um like i just i thought that was pretty low uh, but i also thought again you're, you're looking at the rhetoric and you're looking at the the way the way the games are approached by the national media when it comes to the sec and these games if they're not in the college football playoff they don't care Auburn doesn't care. Georgia doesn't care. Florida doesn't care because they didn't make the college football playoff. I'm sorry, Florida, even if you beat Alabama, you weren't going to get in. You lost to LSU at home, a three-win LSU at home. You didn't deserve to be in the playoff. Right. I'm sorry, and that was your last game of the year, your second-to-last game of the year. So you weren't you weren't deserving anyways. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of sick and tired of that because guess what? Cincinnati had players out just as well as Georgia. Cincinnati had some of their top defenders out of the game. Right. And they still just, played almost beat Georgia and should have beat Georgia. At this point, if they're not going to do an eight-team play, six-team or eight-team playoff, they group of five should probably just do their own thing like yep. F- like FCS does. I mean, even even Coastal Carolina, I mean, you know, they they played Liberty. Um, and even Liberty. And, Liberty was a pretty decent team. And, and No, I know. That was a fun game to watch. They, they only they had one, one loss. loss but, and they beat Coastal Carolina, and that, that I, and I said, I was like, shoot, you know, unfortunately for them and the group of five, that, that's what everyone's going to turn to and say, yeah. oh, see, you thought you should have deserved a shot, yeah. but then you lose, you know, in the bowl game. And for, like, for how many people that were saying that Georgia, and, and when I say people, I mean the idiots of Twitter, think Georgia is a top four, top five team in the country. Well, then Cincinnati played them down to the wire and really should have won the game, but they had a stupid play call on third and two that cost them the game. Um, that they could have played, if that's the case, they could have played with anybody in the top four, if that's what you're saying. But that's not, because guess what? Cincinnati lost, and now they're saying, well, we told you we didn't deserve to be here. So, um, yeah, that sucks. Um, but so, so to your question, Kyle, you know, you asked about the will they ever change the way they do the college football playoff system? I think at some point they will. A lot of people thought this was the year to do it because I, think, of, I thought it was, which maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. The only thing is, is they got contracts and stuff like that that they can't get out of. I'm sure it would have been a good year to do it, but yeah, I, I don't. Their hands were probably tied. They probably couldn't do anything like that. So. Yeah. I understand that. And Kyle, Kyle would like to see more of a college, uh, like a college basketball tournament type thing. Give a lot of teams a chance. Um, that takes a lot of time. 
Um, of, depending on how many I mean, teams you want in it, it can take a lot, a lot of, of weekends. Money. I'm sure they make a lot of money, but that'd be a lot of logistical things of time, up, money, locations, locations, stuff um, like that. But plus, depending on how, when you do it and when you start, I mean, you're talking about the uh, you're already playing, and you would have to shorten the season. You wouldn't well, be you wouldn't be able to do a 12 game season. What, what people say during if you bring this topic up is. What if you have number one playing number eight or number one playing number sixteen, and they're you know some of their best players get hurt, and then you know, well that you know even if they win, then they're going to play another game, and mm-hmm. more games you play, the more chances are that guys are going to get hurt. I know that obviously is how the season goes in general. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, and you just play a championship game. Conference championship game, and then you know maybe a semifinal championship. Yeah. Guys can still get hurt and do get hurt, but when you're playing like one playing sixteen, and you got all these games, I don't know. I could just see a lot more guys getting hurt and people making excuses and different things like that. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of good and bad to it. Um, I'd like to see. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would. Um, and. You know, uh, Donnie says he lives in SEC country. They're a bunch of whiners. Um, uh, that explains a lot uh, due to Twitter as well and, and what I've seen all over message boards. Um, Micah says A&M looked good. Hey, that, and North Carolina looked good too. Um, North Carolina was pretty decent. North Carolina made the mistake at the end of that game, if you watch. North Carolina made the mistake of taking the ball out of Sam Howell's hand. Yeah. They, start, they decided to run the ball instead of giving him the opportunity to potentially tie that game and – it didn't go in their favor. They ended up losing by two touchdowns, but really, it really wasn't a fourteen-point game. If you watch the game, it was definitely you know right. a seven or within seven points. Um, that was one of the better games. Um, I think A and M looked good too. That quarterback Mond is good or Mound is good. Um, Kevin Mond, he's good. Mond is good, um, and that that was a decent game. I think both teams looked very good. Um, but what's also kind of funny too is Notre Dame absolutely destroyed North Carolina. Um, I think they still beat them by fourteen. But if you watch the game. Uh, that was not really I think a story. it was more Notre Dame made quite a few mistakes, and so the score didn't really reflect it. It was a lot, a lot of yards, but not a lot of points kind of yeah. situation. Yep. Um, so that's kind of interesting, too. So, again, you can look at it anyway, but we're looking at middle of the season and end of the season, so there is a difference, and you know teams improve throughout the year, too. So um, North Carolina uh, had a hell of a good game against AM and AM did look good. Now, I don't know if A&M would have looked any better in the playoff than what we saw. Um, I mean, what? how many points did they lose by to Alabama early in the year? 28. Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame losing by 14. 14? 17? No, they lost by 17. 17, yeah. okay. I mean, there was never really that close, but, I mean, they actually – Played a lot better in the second half and kind of held their own. Yeah. For a team, we talked about it, for a team they had gotten beat up by Clemson and kind of got beat up by Alabama in the first half. Mm-hmm. That could have been a big-time blowout. So Yeah, they, they made some adjustments in the second half, and um, a lot of people will say, you know, oh, you know, Alabama was just kind of cruising at that point. What's the point? Alabama never cruises. No, they don't. They will run up the score any chance. We've seen it in playoff. Yep. We've seen it in every game they play, and they'll run it up on Citadel if they have to. They will run up the score. Right. It's not like they were playing. Notre Dame's defense is really good. Were they so. Were they playing backups? No. No. Um, so we've seen in games before where they play backups and their backups are still scoring running, multiple running touchdowns. Around. So um, I do think Notre Dame made adjustments in that game. Um, 
And, I, you know, it went about as I expected um, because I do think Alabama has so many weapons on their team um, surrounding I mean, Mac Jones. Devontae Smith should win the Heisman Trophy, if you ask me. But Yeah, we'll and, you know, they have that Michi uh, and Najee Harris, yeah. and then, you know, you got Devontae Smith. I mean, they, they have so much talent on that offensive side of the ball. Um, I Mac Jones, he may have had set some records. He may have been pretty good. But and I, he I, was good. Yeah, and I'm there's thinking, no doubt. There's no doubt he's good. Yeah, there's no doubt he's good. But he's also a product of a really good offensive line yeah. that gives him the protection. And then exactly. you have guys that can make. <laughs> he threw multiple passes that were like two, three yards, and they're getting 46 yards. So that's that's passing yards. Some of them touchdowns. Right. So again, I, I've had my own opinion and Smith on. Smith had some pretty incredible catches. Yeah, and I have my own opinion on how quarterbacks get their yards and what what can change there. Mm, but it's not, not the other one. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think you know you look at that. Uh, that game and it went how I ex- I expected it to go. I actually thought they would get beat worse than what they did. To be honest, Same. Um, then you got Ohio State, Clemson. Now I only saw one quarter of football, um, maybe a little bit over a quarter. I wasn't feeling very good that night. But um, you you watched the whole game. I didn't watch the whole game. Okay. Um, so we were doing a few different things, and I got I, then I had to drive back home, and I watched. About all of the Notre Dame, Alabama game, and then had to run a couple errands and then got home. I got home. Clums, uh, Ohio State was up by a couple of touchdowns, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What? No. no." So I did go back, and th- there's this thing called YouTube, <laughs> and you can watch a 40 minute version of the game. Yeah, and I do it with a lot of Husker games. If you haven't done it, try it. It's very fun. I watched uh, 97 Frost. Tear up Tennessee last night. <coughs> Always anyway, fun. Always. But anyway, fun. I went back and rewatched it, and uh, yeah, I mean, Ohio State took that personally, especially uh, what Davo said and just what the national media pretty much yep. said. I mean, Big Ten's been crucified in the national media. Nobody gave Ohio State a chance. No one really did. And Justin Fields played out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, kind of, and, and, kind of fun to watch, and a lot of people thought Trevor Lawrence played bad. He actually really he didn't play that bad as far as bad. stats look. No, um, uh, but he, he had didn't. Fumble. He had that fumble. Um, that was kind of a turning point too, because they, they could have made that honestly uh, fourteen point game. Ohio State was up by fourteen and threw an interception in the end zone. Yep, and that could have. I mean, it could have gotten out of hand. Yeah. Um, so they they ended up winning by what twenty one. Um, yeah, I mean, Micah says you know Ohio State looked legit. Um, they did. And I thought I thought the game would literally be the other way around. For, from what I saw, um, Clemson looked lost on yeah, on, on offense and defense. And and here, here's the thing: it's funny because Ryan Day talked about it before that Venables and the way he coaches kind of and people thought he was hinting at stealing signs. Maybe, but at the same time, I mean. This this isn't baseball where you're you're getting signs where you're seeing a sign you're radioing it in like Houston Astros did. This isn't the same. This is more of you're on second base and you're trying to see what the catcher's putting down and relay it to the batter. That's part of the game. And if that's what Venables and his team, if they're really looking over the sideline and can see what the offensive play is going to be, then you got to change something up because you're making it way too easy for the five guys on the sideline that are looking over at your sideline. If they can read what your play is going to be and get that out to their defense and get a defensive scheme to stop that, then you're not doing a good job calling offensive plays. Right. So well, whether he was hinting at that or not, I don't know. But he created – their offense had some plays that – they looked lost, and Clemson yeah. just had no idea what was coming. It was pretty unusual because you haven't really seen that. Um, 
in the last four, five, six years for Clemson. Because mm-hmm. um, at all their losses, I don't think they've been blown out. True. They, you know, losing to Pitt or whatever on a Friday night, a three-point loss, yep. that type of thing. Uh, losing to Notre Dame this year in overtime, um, which they led yeah. until about a minute left in the game. I know they've lost in the national championship, but I don't think they've really gotten blown out like that. I think Trevor's only have two, only has two losses as a starter, and then the loss to Notre Dame was the third loss, but he wasn't in that game. Yeah, um, and that was like high school and college. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and and so Donnie says here too. You know, when you only play half of your games, you're gonna look fresh. You you can't argue that either. Can't so, argue that. Um, there's again, there's a lot in the media. A lot of people kind of downplaying it, playing Ohio State's. Um, uh, Skill level, and if they are really on that team, schedule and the Big Ten playing six games. Plus, they got a bye week. Pretty, I mean, they didn't get a bye week, but they got a game they couldn't play. The Michigan game week before they're going to play in the conference. They basically got a week off before they, the conference. They technically game. had three buys I in mean, a six game schedule. I mean, I get it, and that's obviously why Dabo ranked them at number eleven. I don't even really blame him for that. No, um, but. When it comes down to it, I mean, you you got to show up on the field. So. Yeah, and I, I think you, you are fresher. Yeah, probably a lot less guys dinged up. A lot less injuries. Um, and I think too, part part of that is as Ohio State coming to that game, they 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 definitely were more fresh. Again, you cannot you cannot argue that. Um, but even so, I don't think Clemson lost because they weren't fresh. I again, I thought they were lost. I think Ohio I think State had a better game. They plan. Uh, probably saw that Northwestern game and thought they're not very good. Yeah, that that Big Ten championship game, and thought, oh, they're not really that good. They Sermon was the only one that was good, and he was good again. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's it wasn't so much the Clemson offense. The Clemson defense was kind of brutal. Now they did have a couple guys missing as well, but again, those couple guys aren't gonna weren't gonna make that big of a difference. And I think now when you got four or five star guys right behind them, yeah, you, know, you say what you want about stars, but when you have that type of talent, yeah, championship hasn't game. made the difference before. So. Championship game, we got Ohio State, we got Bama. I I got Bama in that game. I would agree. I think... I, I got seventeen points. Okay. I hope it's close. And if it is, I think Ohio State has a chance to win. Because, yeah. you know, Alabama can give up some points. You saw Florida put up quite a few points on them in that ICC championship yep. game. Um, if Fields plays like he did, and they're, on, they're kind of firing mm-hmm. all cylinders like that, they got a shot. Mm-hmm. But I think Alabama it's- probably wins by double digits. Yeah. Um, if not more. Yeah, and I, again, I, I, I hope it's a good but, game. It's the last college football game, so. Right. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes they're not very good, these types of games. Sometimes they're not. But I just hope it's a good one. A couple of years ago, we got a, an overtime national championship, which is always fun to see, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next Monday, the 11th. I yeah. hate they do it on a Monday night. So Me too. Stupid. I hate Monday night. It ain't the Super Bowl. Put it on a Saturday night. Yeah. Um, uh, one more question from Kyle here says uh, it's not Husker football related, but if Urban Meyer goes to the Jags, how do you think he would do? Um, I think 
I think Fitzgerald too. Fitzgerald's taking calls from the NFL now. He's got three or four teams. Pretty interested, I think. Um, now the Jets have an opening, so uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't see. I don't know if any of them will be as successful. I, I was the Urban Meyer being more successful than Fitzgerald. If he could get Fitzgerald, if seems break, you know, if he's getting Trevor Lawrence and you know can kind of. I don't know. Fitz, just, Fitzgerald just seems way more of a college kid coach. I just I see the the relationship building, the development of guys that aren't really that great. The Reese Davises of the world. <laughs> now I think um, Fitzgerald. And he could be, he could be good. I I don't know. I just think he turns you know not really much into something pretty decent because it's really hard to get into Northwestern. So you yeah. gotta recruit kids that are not only good at football but that are really really smart. Yeah. At the NFL level, I don't know. What if you know guys are just like I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Or whatever. Urban. I mean, he's a really really good college coach. Does I mean does he want to coach? Yeah. There's a lot he's, of rumors about him. He's working at Fox doing, I mean. There's a lot of rumors about him doing it, but who knows. We've seen Gruden, though. Gruden was on ESPN, Cushy Live, and he goes to coach the Raiders. I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, and, and, to, I mean, obviously, they have to offer you a lot of money to do it. Yeah, and Donnie says, you know, ask Saban about coaching the NFL. I mean, yeah. again, you know, we've seen guys go from the NFL, you know, in Harbaugh. Harbaugh went from NFL to college. And honestly, um, Harbaugh was probably better in the NFL. He was probably, and, and so I, I'll see. We'll see if that's what happens. I mean, yeah. um, there was some early talk about P.J. Fleck having an interest. I'm like, no <laughs> way. Like, who the hell would be interested in a guy that's, like, can you still watch NFL players run down that. to the end zone? That's what they were talking uh, about. The radio. They're like, um, could, you know, <coughs> in the quarter when he runs <laughs> runs from 20 to 20, you're going to see guys, an offensive lineman's going to put their foot out and trip him. Oh, my God, seriously. <laughs> Happy New Year's to you, Kyle. Um, Mike is saying Meyer, you know, Meyer gets $7 million to talk about football. Again, like, why the hell would you – I mean, you're, you're hanging out with Brady Quinn, Reggie Bush, and, and you're Matt putting, Weiner. You're putting way more pressure on yourself. Doing nothing. You're putting way you're more pressure on yourself your, to go coach. Your urban chat board up on there where you talk about five different yeah. bullet points. and He's really smart. Yeah. But... So he's a douche, but um, but again, I I don't know if he translates to the NFL or if he wants to, because again, he's he's making a shit ton of money right now. He's made a shit ton of money at Ohio State. Um, why would you? And is and if you talk about his health, and he, if he has any health problems, like why do you want to go coach an well, NFL team where you're just going to put yourself in more stressful maybe he's working situations? Years, a couple good years to start, and then they have a bad year, and he has health issues. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if either of them will. I, I'd see Meyer. It sounds like there's a lot of wheels spinning on Meyer going to the Jags already, so maybe that's a thing. Uh, if Fitzgerald goes, I, I wish him luck, but get the hell out of Northwestern, the yeah, Big Ten, fine. because it's, I don't want to see you no, anymore. No one else is going to be that good no at one's gonna mi- No one's going to miss you in the Big Ten. No, get out of here. <laughs> no one's going to be that good at Northwestern, I can tell you that. But um, No, if Urban wants to go with Lawrence, that could, that could be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. We'll see. I think there's a lot, lot to happen still in college football, and we're going to see a lot going on in recruiting, a lot going on in transfers. Um, again, even Frost mentioned, uh, Ryan Day is not taking calls from the NFL. He already said that. Um, he's only in his second year. He also, I mean, Yes, he's recruiting well, but he also was handed a team that was already loaded. Um, so once he gets his full classes in, again, he's getting four- and five-star guys anyways. Mm-hmm. I think he was a hell of a recruiter. 
before being a head coach. I know. But he said he's not interested. I'm not the only one saying this, but you're welcome, Ohio State, from Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. I know that they were right there next to us. Yep. But anyway. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think there's a lot to happen in Husker football. Frost says he's not going after transfer portal guys unless they are an absolute need and he sees an absolute fit from a culture and position standpoint. So I don't see us really going after anybody in the totally portal. understandable. Unless we actually need them. Yeah. Um, go Red from Jersey. There you go, Matt. Nice. Welcome. Uh, sorry you're kind of catching the end of the show, but feel free to replay it and catch our podcast as well. Um, I don't got anything else, Jimmy. I mean, it's no, been a hell of a season. It's been a weird, weird, weird season. season. Um, weird year in general, but I'm on glad. 2021, hopefully for a better year. In general. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we ended on a win as a Husker football team. and Yeah. I'm fine we didn't accept a bowl game. I don't think it was really necessary. We didn't earn it. Um, I'm fine with that not happening. We um, talked about I'm it. Just, it. I'm just excited. Been, it would have been only a week of practices. Yep. I'm just excited to get to this next football season, get spring kicking. We have a lot of guys coming on early in the season. Oh, yeah. Um, and I hope to see a big turnaround uh, with these early enrollees and some of these guys that were freshmen coming up, uh, one guy and one guy we have not talked about um, and is uh, that Javin uh, Javin Wright uh, Buddha goes by Buddha uh, defensive back. Is he still with the team? I know you've talked about him quite a few times before. Um, he's a, he was a legacy kid. I don't even see him on defense. We'll have to do some research on that. Yeah, so, um, anyways, he was supposed to be a defensive back. supposed to be pretty good, but he's not even on our depth chart here. So, um, maybe he's not with the team anymore. Hmm. Look into that. Um, so, we'll see. Um, anyways, thanks, everybody. Thanks um, for tuning in all year. Yeah, for tuning um, in. Whenever you were able to. Yeah, um, 21, going to bust ass. Absolutely, we have to as a team. Um, hopefully, Frost gets those wheels spinning on offense. Our defense shows up again. Start getting more points on the board. A little bit better on defense and a lot better on offense, and we'll, we'll be in good. Oh, hopefully this is the year we see that turn. Um, and real quick, before we go, we, we got to look at schedule real quick, then we'll, we'll sign off. Um, yeah, who's, let's, paying let's for, who's paying for us to go to Ireland? Yeah, someone give us some money to go to Ireland. <laughs> Who knows if that happens? Who knows if that happens? Micah, sure. you're welcome. Kyle, thank you. Um, so look at our schedule. We have Illinois, maybe. Starting in, off in, in Ireland. In Ireland. We'll new, new, new coach, uh, Bielma, coming back to the Big Ten. Uh, coached a couple different places yeah, since, but we'll see. Especially losing to him this year. Yeah. Uh, then we go to uh, – yeah, we got Buffalo at home. Uh, Buffalo had a good season. We got a tough schedule, I'm telling you. Uh, telling o- you at Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma is going to be a really tough game. Um, Spencer Rattler is pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, we go, we we go, go to Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yep. Then we have Ohio State at home, Northwestern at home. Oh, wow. Purdue, Purdue on the road, uh, Michigan at home, Iowa at home, South e- Southeastern Louisiana, Wisconsin at home, oh, and then Minnesota on the road. Um, I'm going to say, do I dare say eight and four? Eight and four. Eight and four, Jimmy. Okay. I mean, at Oklahoma, at Michigan State, who I know wasn't wasn't that great this year, but um, and then Ohio State. Uh, there's some tough games up. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. Um, obviously, we don't know who's going to be good and who's not, but there's going to be some tough games. But Ohio State's going to have a new quarterback, so we'll see. Eight and four. Let's Eight do it. Four? Let's All do right. it. That's my, that's my prediction. All right. All right. Hope springs eternal, right? Uh, everybody have a great rest of the winter, great spring. We will be back in the spring, okay. hopefully, 
for our spring football game. Yes. Hopefully we can get down there again, uh, meet yeah, some that fans. Was, that and was fun last time. If we you went. guys go, hopefully we get to see you down there. If you guys come too, we'll we'll figure out where we're gonna be at. And we did a podcast um, with another another, another podcast, podcast. So Scarlet and Cream. So yeah. Hopefully we get to see some people at the spring game or at least another football game this year. If people are allowed in the fall, but otherwise tune in. We'll we'll be around. We'll still be putting stuff on. Uh, any updates on recruiting, any updates on people leaving, coming, going, and, and hopefully we go from there. So, I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are Two Average Guys. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Best of 2021. Let's do it.